You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Broadway Gives Back Podcast. I'm your host, Jan Svensson. This podcast spotlights Broadway actors, shows, and organizations in their pursuit of social impact and philanthropy. Join us as some of the brightest lights on Broadway share their stories about their favorite charities and how they got involved, and the people and the causes who benefited from these philanthropic efforts. On this episode of the Broadway Gives Back podcast, I'm thrilled to welcome three extraordinary women who are at the heart of turning Broadway green. For over 10 years, the Broadway Green Alliance has educated, motivated, and inspired the entire theater community and its patrons to implement environmentally friendly practices on Broadway and beyond. I'm so excited to welcome Broadway Green Alliance founder, co-chair, and my friend, Susan Samplaner, director Molly Braverman, and former Green Captain and recent Tony Award nominee, Elizabeth Stanley, today to discuss how Broadway Green Alliance is making Broadway better for the planet, not just in New York, but all around the world. So Susan, Molly, Elizabeth, welcome to the Broadway Gives Back podcast. Thanks, Jen. Thank you so much for having us. Um, this is a very, this topic is very near and dear to my heart. So I'm really excited to be talking to the three of you about this. Let's start with you, Susan. Can you share with everybody how Broadway Green Alliance started? And before you do full disclosure, I just want to say that in my former position at the Broadway League, I was part of the producing team that, um, helped launch the, uh, press event that started Broadway Green Alliance. And I can't even remember how many years ago was that. Um, but tell us about the history. The history is that uh, in 2006, David Stone asked the companies of Wicked to, he had seen an inconvenient truth, the Al Gore film, and he asked the four companies of Wicked to start thinking about what we could do to be greener. And so for 18 months, we all worked together to try to think what things we could do and talked with each other. And the idea was after 18 months, we would have a town hall at the Gershwin and share it with the community and find out if we were doing this alone or if other people were already doing it or wanted to join us. And we had that town hall in June of 2008. 
We were attended by 250 people from the entire theater community, crew people, actors, theater owners, unions, all kinds of people. And it turned out that not only were we doing this work, but a lot of people were doing this work, but they weren't telling anybody. They weren't sharing what they were doing. Everybody was in their own bubble. And so out of that, we decided to form a committee that was done by the Broadway League. And at that point, it was called Broadway Goes Green. And we started with a committee there. And we were an ad hoc committee of the Broadway League, which we thought was going to mean that we'd be together for four or five months. And now it's been 12 years. Mm. Um, Out of that, we started doing subcommittees that were dealing with all aspects of the theater, with pre-production and design, with production, with the venues, with education and outreach, touring, and communications. And we kind of set up these different committees and got involved in all the shows and all the theaters. And over the years, we then started expanding to around the country. I want to come back to some of the things that you've done. But before we do that, um, Elizabeth, I want to pivot to you for a second. So first of all, I mean, congratulations on your Tony nomination for Jagged Little Pill and 15 nominations for Jagged Little Pill. That is so exciting. Um, (laughs) Thank you. So how how are you feeling? Oh, my goodness. It must be a little odd, too, just the fact that we can't do some of the normal traditional things that we do to celebrate the Tonys and celebrate that nomination. It is odd, but I will say it's so nice. You know, there's so much going on in the world right now that's um, difficult and hard. And so it's been a really lovely to have something to celebrate and, and, you know, a spot of joy. And such a great gift that, you know, every person that was associated with my show that could have been nominated was that rarely happens. You know, oftentimes you go to the theater and you're like, oh, I'm sorry you got overlooked or, you know, it's, it's always bittersweet. So it was, it was such a joyful day as something I'll never, ever forget for the rest of my life. Well, hopefully we'll be celebrating you for the entire next year and who knows what will happen with the Tony Awards, but (laughs) when it happens, we're we're, we're really excited, (laughs) but you could have a really long nomination process. Let's put it that way. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about you being a green captain. What is a green captain? What does a green captain do? And talk a little bit about your involvement with um, the Broadway Green Alliance. Well, the green captain is sort of the person that is the, you know, official liaison or representative um, with the BGA. And they're the person that's making announcements to the cast and crew saying, hey, this is what's going on. This is how we're going to get green. This is how we can stay active in this. Um, And I will say to these ladies credit, like it's, it's quite popular. Um, you know, I was really willing to do it with Jagged Little Pill, but Laurel uh, Harris is our green captain mm-hmm. and she was like, no, no, I really want to do it. Um, so, you know, it's kind of great that people are so enthused to take part. There are a number of things I think, you know, in a new show, you're constantly getting new pages. So like the, a number of like, just clean sheets of paper that have barely been used that, you know, are essentially trash that, you know, to know that, okay, at least that's getting recycled. I feel like is such a like, oh, feels so good. Um, and the same thing, like binders, we go through tons of binders in this industry and to know that those mm-hmm. can be exchanged and reused. Um, and just making sure that every theater is set up with like recycling that's easily accessible and that the light bulbs in the dressing room, um, are good for the environment. Um, and then just different kinds of, uh, you know, drives like, Hey, everybody, you can bring in your electronics today. Those kind of things that, you know, in a New York city apartment, I feel like you're like, what do I do with this? I know I shouldn't put it in the trash, but uh, I really want to get rid of it. And so it's, it's so nice that like, that's all organized this organization that you can just like, okay, I can give it here. Um, so there are tons of things. 
So, you know, it's, it's funny, Susan uh, brought up An Inconvenient Truth, um, which David Stone had seen, and I also remember being very influenced by that, and also the press conference that launched BGA talked about these small little things that everybody can do that make a great impact. And I, because I remember at the time feeling so overwhelmed, like, how do I, I can't just change my life overnight. So I started doing small things. I remember after that press conference, I had changed light bulbs and I started unplugging devices that weren't being used. I mean, eventually I bought, um, you know, a Prius and, and eventually I upgraded to a Tesla. So, I mean, these were things that, you know, became really important. But tell me, Elizabeth, like, what do you do in your personal life that, you know, little things that that make a difference. And maybe that'll help motivate people. Cause I know that feeling of like, oh, I can't just suddenly be green. Like how do you how do you eventually sort of evolve into greenness? Well I feel lucky that I grew up my mother was very into this. Like she's she's from a farm in Iowa and grew up in a very frugal life. So I think a lot of it comes from that. But uh so I grew up you know, volunteering at recycling centers and, and being really diligent about it. But composting is also another thing that I think is like not so hard to do if you have a little bit of freezer space and you can just throw your food scraps in there. And like simple things, I, like I reuse my Ziploc bags. It kind of makes my fiance crazy, but I'm like, this is a perfectly good Ziploc. You know, we can reuse it. What else I do? I also like have tons of plants, which I think is like great. Keeps your, keeps your air kind of clean and good. Um, and and bags, you know, I really try and be always have a reusable bag on me because um, plastic bags are just, you know, they hurt my soul. <laughs> yeah, for sure. One of the principles of the Broadway Green Alliance is that nobody is totally green. We can only try to be greener. And the way to get there is making lots of small actions every day. So we just want everybody to know that, that it is nobody expects people to change their lives 100% or to go from zero to 60 in no time. It's about looking at the things you're doing every day and saying, what change can I make to be a little bit greener? What can I do to reuse something instead of buying something new? Do I really need to buy a new version of that or could I buy a used version of that? Is it rather than throwing something away, can I give it to someone or some organization? So those are the kind of changes we suggest that people start with. And as you start doing this in your life, you'll find there are so many more that you hadn't started thinking about. So it's like looking at your life with a slightly green lens of what can I do to be a little bit greener today and do something I didn't do yesterday. That's what I love about BGA is that you guys make suggestions and you don't sort of guilt people into feeling overwhelmed or anything. So I've I've really appreciated the approach because it's really helped me personally. Um, Molly, how did you get involved with BGA? And, you know, I want to also ask you as a second part of that question is now that we're living in this crazy COVID time, what what have you had to do to pivot and how are you how are you sort of managing? I first came to the BGA as a volunteer, as a green captain like Elizabeth. Uh, so I was a green captain on the Wicked Tour out when I was a stage manager with them. And I spent three years working with the BGA as, as exclusively as a volunteer. And what I loved about it, what I was drawn to was the BGA's action-oriented work. Just like we're talking about finding those small things or those larger things that I could do. I was empowered as a stage manager, uh, both on my show and on tour. And in addition, while I was on tour, I was uh, I was gathering data and information about the different venues we went to, about different ways we could recycle and reuse on tour. And so that I felt 
great about helping accelerating the greening of our industry as a whole. Uh, so that's how I first came to the BGA, uh, it was certainly through Susan and Wicked, and now I am so honored to be here in the position of director. And you make a great point that I wasn't the director of the BGA for six months until uh, COVID came along and changed things and changed a lot of our plans. But I'm so proud of our staff and our steering committee for so quickly pivoting us mm. into, into meeting the needs of our membership. And it was a unique time because you know, most of our membership are theater makers in addition to theater lovers. And so we suddenly were left in this position of having to meet people virtually, meet people outside of the theaters. We're used to going to the theaters and doing the work there. And so we seized the opportunity to um, to do what we, do, we called skilling up. So we launched our green quarantine series, which are free virtual learning sessions about a huge variety of topics. It, what was beautiful is when you know we weren't in the hustle and bustle of an eight show week and put-ins and you know and tech. It was an opportunity for us to come together as a group and really dig into some of these topics like sustainable stage management or composting or other areas that we could start to really focus on so that we can then implement them when we get back into the theaters. That's awesome. Elizabeth, you know, this podcast, it's it's relatively new and I've talked to different people and, you know, we talk about sort of generically, you know, the idea of giving back or being of service or being a philanthropist. Um, there's so many different words, having social impact, um, being socially responsible. How do you personally like sort of relate to the concept of any of those terms that describe this for you? And, in, you know, tell us a little bit about your your upbringing or like what's brought you to the place where you are a person who does give back and who does volunteer and, and give of themselves for others? Well, I, I grew up in a very small town in Illinois. And so it was just, uh, I think, a part of my upbringing that you, people were just involved in the community. So that felt very natural to me. Um, you know, I grew up volunteering at the recycling um, semi mm. with my mom once a month, you know, like people would come. So that was like um, definitely always just a part of my life. Um, and also we were church going and that was a, an easy place for there to be a lot of acts of service um, that were done through that. And then I think the arts are also sort of, it seems intertwined with with a lot of people who are um, empathetic and, and giving and, and perhaps have time rather than money sometimes as, as an artist. So that's been really wonderful. Um, I've been able to be a volunteer teaching artist with ASTEP over the years. And, um, I went to India with them and did some teaching for about a month, several years ago. And then I've also done some work with them in the city, um, with in incarcerated and injustice involved youth. And that's been super, you know, like anything, it, it ends up being really rewarding for you as a person, of course. And then as a, you know, as a music theater artist, we're often asked to donate our, you know, our vocal talents um, to different causes and perform as entertainment for like, a, you know, a number of worthy causes, which is always quite fun. Um, so I feel lucky that I've gotten, you know, to be able to use my voice in that way. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Exactly. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, it just seems to be a part of, and I think especially people are feeling that way during this time, right? Like mm -hmm. um, it's a responsibility, but I think one that our pe people feel quite honored to be able to use to, to give back with it. Um, so I certainly feel that way. It's been lucky that that's an option. It's interesting that people that I've spoken to, there have been differing opinions, but I think there's a theme, which is many people have 
learned their giving philosophy from their moms <laughs> or from their families. Um, they sort of live what they learned when they were younger. And then other people have also talked a lot about the idea that you don't have to have a giant checkbook. Um, you can be of service by giving of yourself time, energy, as Louise Miranda called it, sweat equity, passion, and all that. So I think that those are, you know, are themes that I'm seeing in all the different conversations that we're having. You know, it makes it much more accessible to be an everyday philanthropist, to use a coin phrase. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And then if, you know, if you have a good year, I think as an artist, like it's, you're so grateful that you had a good year that it makes me want to share it a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. it seems like it might be the reverse that you're like, I got to hold on to this while I have it. <laughs> um, but I found it, it's the opposite, you know, and, and um, I sort of taken the lead of, of people older than me that oftentimes, you know, like a Broadway opening is like this abundance of like gifts and it's, it's, it's really fun, but um, it's a lot. And, and uh, I've seen a number of people, you know, write a card and make a donation to, to an organization. And, and I've started doing that the last couple of shows. And that feels like a nice way to be able to give back a little bit too. It's a moment of celebra celebration and you want to give, but um, like how, how can you make the most impact with what you're giving? And that's been nice too. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So speaking of giving and time, Susan, you started Wicked Rehearsals, what, 18 years ago? And which is amazing. I can't believe it. You combined your full-time, you know, day job or night job, I guess it is, um, running Wicked um, and the company there with, you know, starting the Broadway Green Alliance. How did you even, how did you have the time to do all this, speaking of time and energy and sweat equity? <laughs> it's actually a really good question. You know, originally David had asked me to help run this. This was his idea. And he said, and you're going to run it. <laughs> I knew nothing about green. So I, first of all, it was a huge education, but I'm a manager and I was used to setting up crews to do various tasks. And this became my kind of day job at the same time. And I did that for three years where I was probably spending 20 to 30 hours a week on the BGA plus my 40 to 60 on the show. It was a lot. And it was finally the point that we added a director was when I went to David and said, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't be doing two full-time jobs. And that's when he went to Broadway Cares and we became a fiscal program of Broadway Cares, which gave us just enough money to hire a staff person. And that changed my life, just having at least one person on staff who could was paid to do this and carry this forward 
and coordinate. And eventually we got to the point where we now have two staff people and we can do a whole lot more with two. But it was difficult in the beginning to try to balance it. And luckily, because David had asked me to do this, he was pretty understanding when I had to say, I can't do Wicked right now. I have this BGA thing to do. And since he had asked me to do it, he couldn't really say, no, you have to do this first. So that actually made it a little bit easier. But it was a it was a, a struggle and it was juggling for quite a few years until we got our first director. I'm sure your wife is, was happy to have you, was happy that oh, you hired, yeah. you happy, happy to have Molly and a director on board. To, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Molly is our fourth director. We've had several people over the years, um, but Molly is the first one who came to us having been a volunteer, having mm-hmm. been a green captain. She, When she said she was willing to do this, my world opened up. It was just like, oh, thank God. Because that's what I had always hoped for, was a former green captain, but somebody who had been a manager, like a stage manager or a company manager to run this organization. And when she agreed to do it, it was just the answer to my prayers. Oh, well, Molly, the answer to Susan's prayers. Let me ask you, um, (laughs) tell us about your vision for Broadway Green Alliance. What are the goals? Like, what's the mission for you going forward? And I know, obviously, now is a funky time. But, you know, if you think, you know, more of like the five-year plan, what's what what do you want to accomplish? Well, what, something I'll just note quickly, what's beautiful about this time is that our mission aligned perfectly with what needs to be done. So I, I love, Elizabeth, how you spoke earlier about what theater people bring to the table, because I sometimes get asked the question, you know, it, that's great that you guys are out there doing this, but, you know, I was trained in stage management. I'm not an environmental scientist. Shouldn't we be leaving this to them? And theater people have so much to bring to the table, you know, no matter what your position is, or if you're a theater fan and lover, we have such a unique set of skills. We are fantastic at building community. And certainly right now we've learned through the crisis, the many crises we're going through, community is essential to moving us forward. We are great at building resilience. We engender empathy through our work. All of these are important tools uh, in the fight in the fight to mitigate the damage of the climate crisis. Uh, another favorite tool that I love and is is theater people applaud. We support each other. And so exactly. So when when someone's out there, when you know, when any show makes a change, when one person makes that small change that we've been talking about, or a huge change, you know, when Wicked moves to rechargeable batteries or we're backstage at Hamilton and there are no plastic cups there. Uh, We applaud and we support each other and we lift each other up and we're not the green police. We're not going around yelling at people. We, we lift and support. And so that's something so special that we as artists bring to the table. In addition to our amplifying effect, you know, when, when Elizabeth takes a picture backstage with her reusable water bottle. She's not only eliminating the single-use plastic in her life, she's inspiring all the fans of Jagged Little Pill, all of her mm-hmm. castmates, all of the patrons to do the same thing. Uh, so we can use our storytelling and our platform to really make a huge difference. And that's that's what I see for us, you know, is we are building a a hopeful campaign toward a um, towards again mitigating the damage of the climate crisis and healing our planet. We believe very much in a climate positive movement, which is that in addition to 
again, mitigating our own, you know, so lessening our own carbon footprint, we also have to help heal our planet by removing what's called legacy carbon from the air. So, so much carbon dioxide and greenhouse gases have been emitted that just stopping our own use is not enough. And so that's one vision we have is that we, as the Broadway Green Alliance, as theater makers, are going to really champion a climate positive movement and work toward healing. And we also, a vision I have for us and that we, you know, everyone at the BGA shares is that we have to address the interconnected crises that are facing us right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have the horrible economic damage of COVID-19 that our industry is feeling. We have a long overdue reckoning with systemic racism and we have our climate crisis. And, you know, those are intersectional. And so right now and, you know, going forward, we have this unique opportunity to redefine our priorities in order to build a theater industry and a planet that supports social and environmental well-being. Well, Susan, I now understand why you're so excited to have Molly on board. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. So for anyone listening to this podcast, well, I mean, this will be a dead giveaway of when we, you know, recorded it, but it is the day after the inauguration of Joe Biden, yay, and our new president. We're all so happy. But let's talk about that specifically in terms of um, climate change and the environment. Um, obviously, one of the first things he did yesterday was, you know, get us back into, um, you know, the Paris Accords. And, and I know that Broadway, you know, over the last um, decade has become more and more involved with Washington, D.C. and with politics on a local and um, and even national level. Can you talk a little bit about sort of that the impact, um, the Biden impact will have on BGA? Well, one of the big things is that who he appointed as his climate advisor is Gina McCarthy. Gina has just been, she used to be the head of the EPA, but she's just been the director of the NRDC. Mm-hmm. And NRDC was our original advisor and has been our Basically, they've kept us online and made sure that we're representing green issues as properly as possible, kind of dealing with what Molly said of us saying we're not environmental scientists, you know, we're theater people, but Mm -hmm. they help us keep on track. And the fact that he's put her in that office is a tremendous help to us because we have a direct contact to her. And I think that we can be of use to her as she starts rolling out things. But I am so encouraged. I was on a call with the League of Conservation Voters the other day, and Gina and her assistant, whose name is Ali, who's amazing, the the plans they have in mind are so exciting. And the thing that they said that gave me the most um, enthusiasm was that not only is their department on board, but all of his other appointees to all the other department heads Mm -hmm. are all climate conscious and environmentally friendly. It's not a territorial thing of them fighting for attention, but his plan is to make all of the departments work together to achieve his six goals. And that, to me, is extremely exciting and a big change from the last administration. That's for sure. That's awesome. Elizabeth, as you know, you've done, you know, obviously a large number of Broadway shows. And do you find that your colleagues and your castmates and and the crew are open to supporting, you know, your vision and the vision of BGA? with regard to um, making these small changes in, in, in how things are done? And do you find that the younger people are like maybe more enthusiastic than some of the older people are? Had? Like what are some trends that you see or what are some 
observations you have? I find that people are very keen. People want to do something. They want to feel like they're making a positive difference. Um, and I think that's true globally. I think sometimes it's just hard, right? Or you don't know how to do it um, or you're not sure, is it really making a difference? Like those are the kinds of things I think we have mm-hmm. to combat. Um, the biggest challenge I would say is that, you know, we find ourselves in a lot of different spaces. And so sometimes you're at the mercy of the people that take your trash out in your rehearsal space and then in your theater space. And, you Mm -hmm. know, and so feeling like, again, like kind of back to what you're saying, Susan, like, are we all in this together? Cause it's, you know, it can't just be each individual. It really has to be like everyone from every different department going, I see, this is a good thing to do, but no, I don't find it hard to get people involved um, and find out, you know, it's, it's more people are like, ah, I said, I didn't want a plastic silverware with this delivery. Like, ah, you know, it's more more of that. You know, I think people um, are are frustrated when it, when not everyone is on the same page. One of the things I'm encouraged about, Jen, is that we now have um, a college green captain program. So we have kids that we're training in theater programs throughout the country. We've got 130 schools now involved. And so um, young people are coming to the Broadway community. Some of them have double majors in theater and sustainability, which is unbelievable because that did not exist when we started. But also they're coming in with a mindset of wanting to do green things and because they've watched it happen in their schools. So that's a big change. That was not part of this program when we started. And I'm extremely encouraged by seeing that energy come into the theater community now. Yeah, that's great. So Elizabeth, how do you, do you stay in contact with, you know, your, your, your jagged little pill family or during this time? And I know you guys have done some specials on both on, you know, streamers and uh, on television, but um, you know, how do you, how do you, what's your day life? What's, what's going on? Like, you know, as far as what you're doing now. Yeah. We are connected. We're also fractured just as is the nature of this time. You know, everyone's pretty isolated. Um, And I think the longer it goes on, you know, the harder it is to, to be like checking in on the group text, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, of course we have a, you know, we do have a group text thread with the cast and, um, and people will share things that are, you know, like, Hey, everybody, everyone should sign up to do this or, you know, put your name on this. Or if you're interested, I'm going to go to this rally or, you know, it just is, is, life is unfolding or, you know, Oh, I just had a baby or, you know, people's lives are, people's lives are going on as right for all. I think everyone is experiencing that. I don't mean to say that artists aren't struggling. There are plenty of artists who are having an incredibly painful and difficult time during this, but I think there are also a lot of artists who are really resilient, who are sort of scrappy by nature and are making it work, you know, are, are, are not sitting alone crying and <laughs> scraping mm. their coins together. They're, um, they're doing things, they're making things, they're connecting with people. They're, you know, lots of people are also doing a lot of TV episodic work right now that maybe you're not always getting sent out for, or you're not always available for. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, people are, are finding ways to earn money and, and to stay creative and, um, I've been really moved by the, to witness that uh, during this time. For sure. So Molly and Susan, any, you know, coping on the day-to-day basis right now of, you know, sort of not, you know, I mean, obviously you're working on the BGA stuff, but what's going on with like shows and stuff? Are you, do people stay connected? Like is the Wicked family connected and, and how, yeah. how are things going? 
The Wicked family is extremely connected, which is nice. We do company meetings, I'd say, every two months, um, and uh, and but we talk to each other in between, which is nice, and there are things going on. But there's also a group that formed on Wicked, which I'm really proud of, called the Change for Good group, and that came together after George Floyd, um, and they were just like, we need to make some noise here, uh, you know, and Wicked has always been involved in a lot of causes, but the systemic racism was not one of our causes. And it was time to have that conversation. So it came about because of that. But it's a group of the actors, and I'm so proud of them. I mean, there are other people involved too. There are some crew people involved, but they've done it. They did a voting video, which was really moving and really well done. And they did a lot of the get out the vote activity. They were so involved with. And so the company, the the do gooders in the company, the philanthropists, the social activists, are very connected with each other. And I'm really really proud of the work they're doing during this time. One of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is for that very reason. The Broadway community has always been so about giving and um, and of being of service and getting involved. So it seemed like this is the best thing to talk about because it's part of our, you know, what we do. So I'm going to give it to you, all three of you, um, to have a last word and leave us with some hope and inspiration. Um, we know that Broadway cares, and I mean, Broadway cares and Broadway cares, both meetings. <laughs> um, but Broadway does care. And uh, just, you know, leave us with some last, you know, words or hope or inspiration about the next foreseeable future. I think I would say that Broadway will be back and it's going to come back different than it was. And I think that's a good thing. I think we're going to come back more inclusively and more socially conscious and more of a community who's looking to connect with each other even more than we did before. And that gives me a tremendous amount of hope. And I just know from a marketing point of view, we hear from the fans that they can't wait to come back. So that gives me a tremendous amount of hope because that was our fear too, is are people going to be willing to come back into a theater? And the fans are telling us, yes, we will. And that gives me tremendous hope. I share Susan's hope of, of coming back better. You know, we we all talk about how there's no return to normal. Normal didn't work. Um, and so I'm deeply inspired by our community's engagement in hard thinking and planning during this time. And I realize I haven't mentioned yet, but uh, we actually convened a task force of over 20 industry leaders over the summer to talk about how do we reopen more sustainably. And it was an inspiring conversation. And from it uh, came a free toolkit that is available to everyone in the community on our website in terms of how to reopen greener and you know, there, we cannot go back. We don't have time to go back. You know, the climate crisis is here. It's now. And I'm, again, deeply hopeful and inspired by those who have come forward. Our membership has grown by over 25% during the shutdown. People are ready to take action. And it's, it's our members and our community that gives me hope for what's next. Well, you guys make me feel so hopeful. Mm. Elizabeth, any, any final words? Both of you ladies, the work you're doing is so, so wonderful. And, and thank you. You know, as someone who's a, a small part of it, it's like so fabulous to feel like we have this kind of leadership within the community. Yes, I absolutely agree with what both of you have said. I think we, we will be back and it will be better. And I think it will be that much sweeter too to be sharing that. You know, it's such a special thing to share a live performance with a live audience. It's like, I think 
we always knew that, but I think during this time, there's no denying that that is like something that you don't get in any other way. Um, you can't just get that by watching TV or even having a live thing happening on a screen. Um, and, and so I think we all will cherish that that much more as well. Um, If anybody has any questions or feels like they want more education or information about Broadway Green Alliance on the episode page for Broadway Gives Back, we'll post all the links. And I just want to thank all three of you for the inspiration, for your hard work, and for your honesty and, um, and everything that you do. Thanks for being part of the Broadway Gives Back podcast. Our pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Broadway Gives Back. Broadway Gives Back is part of the Broadway Podcast Network, produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan Seals, with Brittany Bigelow, and music by Eric Becker at Broderick Street Music. Special thanks to my producing partner, writer, and friend, Jim Lochner, and to Katie and Yo at BPN, Julian Hills from the Bulldog Agency, the Charity Network, and to my fiancé, Glenn Weiss, who is always my consultant. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you stream your podcasts. You can also follow Broadway Gives Back on Facebook and Instagram at Broadway Gives Back Podcast and on Twitter at Broadway Gives. To learn more, visit bpn.fm slash Broadway Gives Back. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.